Greetings, hard and heavy music fans. And I don't know how to do an intro. Uh, Goddamn, he hyped himself up <laughs> so damn much and still fucked it up. That's uh, two shit. for two? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, fuck you it. did better the first two. Okay. I'm going to just keep the track. Fuck it. All right. Uh, try this again. Greetings, hard and heavy music fans, and welcome to episode 12 of the Heavy Haystack Podcast, a podcast about all things heavy music for music fans like you. I'm your host, Dante, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. David Andrew Langley. Your job's so much harder than mine. This is the joy (laughs) of being the, I guess, host number one, I suppose. Uh, But yeah, today we have a new uh, album ranking episode for you. Oh, and I keep forgetting to mention the date every time we freaking do this, but it is February 13th, 2023, the day before <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> he literally rehearsed every bit of this right before we started. Yeah, one day I'll remember all these details and how to do a proper intro. Really, this is only the fourth time I've had to do a co-host intro, so I'll give myself a little bit of slack. I'll give you about 17 more episodes. I'll get this by the next episode. It'll be fine. But Ooh. what we are Ongoing. doing. Ongoing. <laughs> Ongoing. The, the storylines are intriguing. Oh, Can Dante do an intro? Probably not. Yeah, but today we have an album <laughs> ranking episode. Uh First, if you, in case you missed it, on episode number 10, uh, we did an album-breaking episode of Mastodon, which is available on all <laughs> platforms. David did an edible, This is so it's going to be that, involved with normal. That was my Mastodon noise. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is professional podcasting, folks. I, it's not even really professional because we ain't getting paid. Hey, all my favorite podcasters be doing drugs on the show and shit. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so for this episode, we are doing another, uh, I guess, foundational to a revival scene band. This episode, uh, the infamous Municipal Waste. Uh, it's gonna fuck you up. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> well, uh, I just was getting standing to attention, to attention, waiting uh, for the the throw over. But today on this episode of the podcast, we are ranking. Each of our top five favorite albums from the band Municipal Waste from Richmond, Virginia. For those that are unaware, uh, Municipal Waste is a thrash metal band from Virginia, very famous for their crossover thrash style and basically reviving uh, the uh, crossover sound of like the 80s. Uh, from bands like DRI, SOD, and the like, uh, into the 2000s uh, when they first got their uh, start. Their first album came out in 2003, if I remember right. Uh, I believe they had an EP before that, but they have their first album, which, uh, really putting the term album in parentheses here, with their album Waste Em All, uh, which came out in 2003, which is a whole 15 minutes long uh, and was Produced by a member of Guar. Do you remember which member it was that uh, recorded their first record? Uh, one of the aliens. One of the aliens. Uh, no, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Well, as in case you didn't know, Guar is also from Municipal Oasis' home city of Richmond, Virginia. And helped record the first album and get them their first few tours and really their start in the uh, music scene as such. 
Uh, but we are going to be uh, ranking each of our top five favorite albums of them. And this is a band that's uh, very special for David here because this is one of his favorites. So, David, what is your uh, history and connection with the old municipal waste? There was one time that my former drummer was in the middle of a municipal waste pit and he went like jogging out and I was like, man, is he all right? Blah, blah, blah. Just starts throwing up in a trash can. <laughs> and like, I don't know about you, but like when I'm throwing up, I'm the meme about the werewolf. Like I throw up violently and it hurts and I usually have nothing left in me and I'm dead for the night. Not Dude, pleasant. like this motherfucker went out like, Incredible Hulk. He just puked in the trash can and then jumped straight back into the pit for <laughs> municipal waste. That sounds like how a municipal waste show should go. Yeah, it was pretty pretty atypical. But uh and that's just one of the many times I've seen him live. Uh they are one of the bands that's tattooed on me. I do not regret that after doing <laughs> this listen through for all these albums, because uh I probably have more negative things to say that I've ever had to say about this band after trying to fucking study for an episode, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I dislike them at all. Uh, if anything, I would just say like certain bands are ice cream flavors, and ice cream flavors last for fucking the whole passage of time. You don't have to eat it every day, but when you go back to it, it's always a nice treat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh Yeah. One trick fucking pony. That's for goddamn sure. But uh, they're very uh, consistent, we shall say. Yeah, consistent. Which I mean, again, there, there's it's the uh, as we were saying in the in the car, the opposite end of the spectrum from our first episode, where you know we're trying to find the right words to talk about this almost scientific discography, and this is like the equivalent of a caveman finding fire. Ooh, it's good. Ooh, That's, we like thrash riff, fool. But uh, no, uh, they're tattoo dummy. I've seen them live a thousand times. Uh, not a thousand, but s- somewhere close <laughs> in the ballpark. But uh, and they were just one of those bands, especially with coming up the time that I came up. He was talking about the thrash revival there. It kind of expanded beyond the crossover thrash thing too, because I mean they they kind of r- rode the wave hardest, and a lot of bands kind of off shot off of that start ripping off their art styles and the big old uh, neon logos yeah and the such. neon logos and stuff so i mean they they started that particular subgenre that kind of blew up because it's like toxic holocaust kind of has that whole I mean, like yeah, neon lich logo king thing. uh lich king did do that i mean warbringers sonically not so much but i remember like their early music videos using like the fluorescent green guitars and shit Havoc kind of did a little bit, yeah. Green. Yeah, they've got the logo too. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's a. Uh, they're they're just one of those bands, and that was a, really a lot of the stuff I was listening to at that time was the thrash revivalist stuff because it most brought me to kind of when I was getting into the genre and loving thrash metal. I have a thrash metal tattoo too. So before Doom, I wanted nothing but speed. <laughs> just did the total antithesis when he was young and uh, vibrant. David's all about the <laughs> when I had twenty percent more athleticism, <laughs> which wasn't that was like a full twenty five percent of athleticism. I give myself five percent now. I could surprise people as a fat boy, <laughs> but 
Yeah. After I dropped that last twenty percent athleticism, fuck, I can't do it no more. All went out the window. I say that I was just starting pits like two weeks ago. Well, so. you kind of like went into a semi mosh retirement after getting that concussion in an Iron Reagan related band <laughs> pit. Yeah, I threw up. See, there's a lot of throw up, <laughs> and which is actually like this is the perfect band for there to be multiple throw ups. Yes, there's like. How many t-shirts do they have with like a zombie puking or some shit like that? That was the first shirt I bought from this place. It was the speed metal drunk shirt where he's blowing the dude's face off. Oh, joy. Uh, Blowing the dude's face off. (laughs) (laughs) But like, pause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, man. Uh, Fucking imagery wise, like it's been just slated. Like I said, so many bands tried to rip them off in the immediate aftermath. Bands are still honestly ripping them off because they're making their whole gimmick around that <laughs> the whole party thrash scene has become a uh very uh it's come its own thing recently in recent years well not uh, even recent yeah, years so just i wouldn't like even say era. it's its own thing it's just it's back around it's back around the thrash revival <laughs> the thrash revival Round of three thrash. potentially i don't know i don't know if any movements actually count anymore it not recently Do they last they're well, it used to last because it was all like label pushed back in the day. Because like label could would just like they get success at one type of band and then just sign a whole bunch of other bands that are similar to that. But now with the streaming era, it's a free for all as far as genres and trends really. Yeah. So there's just more bands doing it all of a sudden once more. Um, but yeah, like I said, massively influential. But I fuck my my studying for this episode's definitely challenged my. Uh, my my feelings a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a Municipal Waste is a band that you listen to in spurts. They're not quite the type of band that you want to do long binge listens of. Because uh, once you start listening to a bunch of their different records all back to back, start to have a little bit of a haze of the similarness. I kind of felt like I was learning my ABCs in high school. Like, you're telling me this again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, talk I should have known that. Zombies and partying and thrashing and beer. <laughs> That's kind of like the MO for Municipal Waste. Yeah, which again, phenomenal concept and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but it's really hard to binge. Well, not not from a time standpoint, but just from a mental listening to standpoint. Like I said, I, I found it a lot more grading than I wanted it to. But like I said, I've never had to sit there and try to listen to six, seven records of it in a row. Nice. I mean, that's one thing I've always said about death metal. I'd rather, rather see it live because, you know, full death metal records just... It could be a little bit taxing on yeah. the Similar thing with this. I mean, I know it's thrash, but it, in the grand scheme of thrash, it is kind of its own fucking thing, and it, it's grading. It, like I said, just <laughs> riffs, 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 riffs. All fucking badass shit, but goddamn, <laughs> there's no levity. Uh, well, but municipal waste, like for me, like I'm a lot more uh, newer to uh, municipal waste relatively compared to David here. Uh, I think it actually might have been David that got me really listening to the band, honestly, possibly, because uh, I think that like I might have heard of municipal waste before, really hanging out with David here. Uh, but I do know when I first. When we first started our band Stormtoker back in 2017, when we first started uh, forming things, uh, that like basically sharing music like with each other, like that was when I first started going on a spurt of the thrash revival bands, getting into the likes of the Municipal Wastes, the Lich Kings, the Warbringers, the Havocs, the Eviles, the Toxic Holocausts. And- Black metal sucks. Yeah. <laughs> 
Black metal sucks, baby. Yes, that's a Lich King song for those unaware. Uh, but <laughs> I just wanted to say it. And it's like fucking when I true. to it, like with the municipal waste, uh, I like I basically until I started doing like album reviews in earnest, I didn't really give municipal waste like too many deep listens. Uh, I knew a lot of their big singles that they've had over the years. Of course, I know like The Art of Parting, Sadistic Magician, uh, You're Cut Off, uh, and a few other songs here and there throughout their discography. But I didn't really give any albums many full listens except for uh, The Art of Parting from 2007 and their two most recent records, uh, Electrified Brain and Slime and Punishment, because Slime and Punishment came out in 2017 when I first started getting into them, and that was the first album that I reviewed of Municipal Wastes, or in the early part of my album reviewing career. And uh, I will say, like, I do enjoy Municipal Wastes. The uh, fun party thrash vibe that they give is quite enjoyable. I've seen them live once. I keep thinking it's twice because I've seen their related band Iron Reagan once. So, that Dude, so yeah, me. it's absolutely impossible for me to try to fucking figure out exactly how many times I've seen both because <laughs> they all kind of do run together. Because actually, I, I, well, I do have a story, but it, it's not a municipal waste story, <laughs> but it's a full terror assault story. But long story short, like I remember the first one. So I had, you know, had no idea what the fuck I was getting myself into. And we've referenced this festival a few times already on here. Yes. But like... Fucking my buddy in Stonecutters got me some fucking mushrooms. Oh, oh <laughs> story. what is this? Five for five? Well, we've only done four episodes, but this is probably the fifth tripping story. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? The tripping story, four episodes. But I go, I go into the porta potty the first time after I started tripping, and then I came out, and like Tony Foresta just kind of like floated by me, and I was like, God damn, this is where I should be. <laughs> like I don't know, it just. If you've never been, it's a beautiful spot of land. Uh, it's the most freedom you can have. Uh, You're talking about Full Terror Salt Festival. I don't know if you mentioned the full name of the festival. Yeah, Full Terror. Yeah, I keep saying Full Terror, but yeah, the Full Terror Salt Festival. But yeah, no, it's it's a it's a magical place to say the least. And the first one I was ever at, like I said, I, I was I was on the. I do remember seeing a number of publications name it as one of the top ten festivals in America yeah, for metal. I was on the space race, and uh, <laughs> like I said, coming out seeing Tony Foresta, and then I had a conversation with him later because I bought some shit, and because uh, I saw Municipal Waste and Gore on nine eleven. Not eleven. Yeah, they kicked off. Show. They kicked off the tour in Lexington. That's and, dope. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, fucking Gore Municipal Waste. I. Uh, actually, I think that might have been uh, Ghoul. So, really good fucking show. I've seen Ghoul's logo, never seen or heard the band. Really fucking good band. Awesome live. Uh, again, I would probably recommend going to see them live first. Uh, but another band that has blood and shit. So, you know, they got. Isn't Ghoul is aren't they another like kind of lighthearted ish type of band? Yeah, I've they heard. wear like the fucking potato sack mask shit. And yeah. like I said, yeah, there's. They, they they're they fit in with Guar Municipal. Yeah, I think uh the one album Splatter Thrash or whatever. Splatter Thrash, nice. But uh, now nah, it was hilarious because like, of course, Odorous Urung is you know, rest in peace. Dave Rocky's on stage and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, this is the anniversary of nine eleven or some shit." And everybody's like, you know, oh, and he's like, oh, what a bunch of fucking Kentucky motherfuckers give a fuck about a bunch of New Yorkers anyways. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, that's a hell of a joke. 
That's a hell of a joke to be dropping on 9 11. That is but quite the Only Gore can get away with Gwar it. Gore can get away with a lot. They've, uh, they've been grandfathered into offensive. But humor. yeah, no. Uh, another magical municipal waste night. But yeah, now, like I said, Tony Fresh out of the Porta Putty. That's really the heart of that story. I just went off on a huge tangent because I'm stoned. Sorry. Yes, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, this isn't a video podcast, but you can't see. But like, David has the most high dude eyes right now that i've ever seen like if you know what comedian jim brewer looks like his eyes look like that right yeah, now i'm a little prettier than that <laughs> but yeah i've seen municipal waste once and actually like uh it was around this time uh in 2018 uh when i saw municipal waste live for the one and only time i've seen them uh, it's february 17th 2018 how many times have you seen them done that? once okay you just said that you've seen them once a lot in a very short amount of time. Yes. Go go back and count that. All right, we'll see when I go back and listen to it. It was like but, five times in a sentence and a half. But uh, yeah, when I saw them. For uh, the first time. <laughs> for the only time. <laughs> uh, I t- so I'm it was a real fun show. It was like this time in February uh, at a bar in uh, Northside Yacht Club in Cincinnati. And uh, it was like an add-on date, I guess, on the tour they were currently on because the date show got announced like on like a Sunday or a Monday. I bought the ticket the day it was announced, and then like the next day it was sold out already because it was a pretty small venue. And that show was chaotic. Like I go there, it's shoulder to shoulder. Uh, once the, I don't even remember who opened that show. I think it was some like local Cincinnati bands. Uh, and then Municipal Waste headlining. And I remember when the band was on stage, Tony Fresta walked right by me, uh, trying to make his way through the crowd uh, when they were getting on stage. And my first thought is, damn, this motherfucker's short. Uh, he is he is a small, angry man. That dude is all of like 5'3", maybe. <laughs> now, now, you giant son of a bitch. He might be like 5'6". He's a short man. Like, he might be 5'6", 5'7". Like he might be five six, maybe, but I just remember him being like markedly short. Nothing wrong with being short, but just just noticeably short. Uh, but yeah, like they got on stage and they started playing, and they played like for. Despite at the time me only being like a pretty casual fan of Municipal Waste, like I knew a lot of the songs they played. They played like fifty fucking songs in this hour, hour and a half set, maybe. Uh, and it was just circle pits and moshing the entire time. Uh, it was real hot and sweaty because this room was small. Somebody thankfully opened up the side door that led to the outside, let some cool winter air in. Uh, but I remember like the moshing was fun, uh, and it was just what's one of my favorite shows because I remember it being it's one of the most chaotic shows I've been to. It was like a very energized pit, but not a violent pit. Oddly. Yeah, every time, every time I've seen them, the crowd's just fucking like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it was like crowd surfing. It's basically like had the body movement and chaos of a hardcore pit without like the karate. I saw them with Anthrax, Exodus, and High on Fire, and like they were like second on the bill, and like nobody really quite recovered. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was the most intense crowd of the night, even with like on, among the legends of thrash. I do remember, like, that shows you good. Also, where I got uh, my uh, Municipal Waste uh, merch shirt that, uh, which is actually one of my favorite shirts. Like, it's the first band shirt I remember people, like, on a regular basis complimenting me on. It's, like, got, like, uh, the band logo in, like, yellow with, like, the two, like, skeleton soldiers on it and some shit. And, of course, like, the big yellow MW on the back. Say Andrew, my buddy Andrew had the Trump shirt. Oh yeah, the Trump shirt that I kind of the like, infamous Trump shirt. Yeah. Yes, where he's like blowing his own head off, and it's like it's a very edgy shirt, but it's like cool enough to where I kind of would still wear it. 
Yeah, I got the Iron Dragon shirt where it's got like the vulture chewing Trump's eye out. So that one I don't think I've seen. I'm probably seeing it. Just it kind of fits awkward on my fat ass. So <laughs> maybe maybe one day I'll lose some weight. I'll gain that for 15 percent of my athleticism back and I'll get back in the pit. It's like the only walls we build are walls of death. <laughs> It's probably one of the most well-known metal shirts of like recent history, probably. And just to reference Iron Reagan again, I remember when I bought, I was buying shit. I bought Anthony the "Your Kids an Asshole" T-shirt, <laughs> which had George Bush holding a baby. George Bush, uh, George uh, Old Bush. <laughs> oh, George H W. Yes, I can't remember the, the other George Bush. Old Bush Bush. Yes, that guy, but. Uh, but yeah, Municipal Waste, uh, that is both of our backgrounds with the band, and we shall begin with our album rankings. In case that y'all, well, this is only the second episode, so I guess like y'all don't quite know how these would go on a regular basis yet, but... Go back and listen to the Mastodon episode, you chodes. Go back no, and listen no. to the Mastodon episode, and essentially what we're going to do is that we, me and David are going to go back and forth ranking our favorite albums from our each of our fifth ones, then each of us do our fourth ones, so on and so forth, until we get to each of our number ones. I give a little explanation of why each album is where it is in our list, and after we... Uh, do our top five lists of such. We will also give away our predictions of what each other's, what we thought each other's list was going to be. Uh, this one is probably going to be an easier one than the Macedon one because yeah. there's a little, there's not as much variety with the Municipal Waste catalog as uh, some bands. Uh, is ninety like they're 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 like the ACDC of revivalist. That, is, that is actually a very accurate description. Like uh, you've heard. If you heard like three municipal way songs, you kind of got the idea of what they they're saying. Hundred percent say you gotta love the style and the genre to really fucking love it. Like if I was gonna recommend, well, I'll say that later. Well, no, fuck it. I was already about to say it. Long story short, like with with uh, municipal waste, if I was gonna fucking introduce them to somebody, I'm giving them like one album and that's it. If they can't figure out whether they like it or not <laughs> off that one listen, then uh, they probably don't like it. Probably not. Uh, so, I'd say, uh, do you want to go first for this one, or should I go first? I, I don't think it fucking matters on this one. I think this is going to be, well, I don't know. I think this is where the contention might be. The contention? Oh, the, the number five pick? Yeah, well, the the lower picks. I feel like the higher picks have to be fucking close to the same. Pro- probably. I don't know. Uh, I feel like I thought that mine was going to be a certain way, but I think mine switched around to a little more I came to my number five conclusion after you messaged me to tell me you were picking me up. <laughs> so, so that's it. So basically, like, 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, waste them all. <laughs> waste them all is your number five pick the 2003 debut why because it's 15 songs that are 15 minutes long and doing a review of this discography it was probably the most pleasant because it was over the quickest uh <laughs> again i'm not <laughs> i'm, I'm going to come across as negative but i absolutely fucking adore and love this band i love everything that we fucking listen to it's just the way we had to listen to it to get to the conclusion. Because, <laughs> like I said, you're doing a top five, and we're like, all right, I got to listen to seven albums of Mast- or Mastodon. Fuck, here Not we Mastodon. go. Seven albums of Municipal Waste. And, again, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking uh, – it's an exercise. Surprisingly impatient because they're so short. The albums are so short. The songs are so short. But 
again, seven albums straight and trying to do the studying. So literally for almost no other reason, number five is the 15 minute long waste of all. <laughs> Which is an album and song <laughs> number only, really. Yeah. But I mean, given that they're, you know, seventeen minute or seventeen song albums are only like barely thirty. I mean, I know that's a jazz odyssey in comparison, but compared, especially like starting off the career with a fifty minute album is pretty uh, ridiculous. Their first album has fifteen freaking songs on it for a total length of fifteen minutes and twenty seven seconds. They're the anti storm toker, and I think I kind of still love that about them more than anything. Yeah, I do kind of like the album artwork. It's like perfectly shitty. <laughs> and again, I couldn't tell you any tracks off this motherfucker. I was just so happy that something was that short and bites us. Uh. I'm looking at the titles, and the only ones that I remember really are Thrash, Don't Mind If I Do, because that's kind of like a parody title, and Toxic Revolution. Well, they're all good. All it right. burns it burns quick, and it gets me where I need to go. Yeah, you, uh... That's my... That's my I've, t- I've taken shits longer than this album's length is. <laughs> uh, I definitely sit there longer than this album. Usually the shit don't last 15 minutes. <laughs> Uh, my last nine, and I sit there for six, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, and then I can't get up. Now nah, my ass is dumb. Like, stand up and then fall into the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> and shitting in the bathtub. Weebles, wobbles, but I definitely fall down. Weebles, wobbles, it all falls down. So, uh, any other was, words uh, on your number five? Thank you for being the shortest album, Waste of All. You, you did, it's pretty much your most endearing factor. The album art is freaking dope. It's like dope in how like DIY very, it is. Very nineties cartoon, eighties cartoon vibes. Yes. Which is pretty much their whole vibe anyways. <laughs> so uh do you have anything else to say about your number five? Thank you for being so short. <laughs> waste them all. <laughs> waste them all. Alright. So that's David's number five pick. My number five pick, I feel like, is going to be I didn't expect it to be in this spot. Uh, when I first was listening through the list here, but uh, I think this one might be a controversial-ish pick I don't think so. for uh, number five. <laughs> and my number five pick is uh, their uh, sophomore album, Hazardous Mutation, from 2005. Oh, well, no, that is, this is blasphemous. Yeah, like, I was thinking, like, I do enjoy this album quite a bit. Uh, it's got the best fucking municipal waste intro riff, but period it has intro death ripper as the opening track and i do like this thing it's basically has like their this this was after like their debut album that they had with the well debut record (laughs) with the waste them all record uh you could tell that they had a big degree of growth uh with hazardous mutation they also had their lineup switches where they got their uh like basis landfill uh from like they've had since this album as well as uh, their drummer Ryan Whitty, uh, who's played in other uh, popular bands like Malevolent Creation and other few like notable names uh, throughout his career, and you can really tell things I like about this album. Compared, you can tell that the uh, skill set has really been upped with the addition of Landfill and Ryan Whitty on drums, especially Ryan Whitty's drum work because he makes his presence known on this record pretty immediately. Like, his drum parts stand out. There's 11 more minutes worth of talent <laughs> on this album. Yes, yes, he did get a little more time. There's still the same number of songs. The too. Jazz Odyssey. It's, Hazardous Mutation. There's just as many songs. There's still 15 songs on this record like the previous one, but it's a whole 11 minutes longer <laughs> with, at 26 minutes. 
but yeah, House of Presentation is a great record. It basically shows that they really started polishing their sound uh, to basically becoming the sound of what they were going to be. Because like on the first record, Waste Them All, like essentially it was like their whole MO was we're going to be as fast as we possibly can. Tony Foresta, the vocalist, is shouting so fast you can't make out he doesn't enunciate shit he he's not making out a word of what he says but you can actually understand lyrics occasionally on hazardous mutation and uh, has some really quality riffs uh leash the bastards it's probably my favorite track on this one uh and has like a number actually and terror shark as well is a favorite track on this as well as the thrashing of the christ a lot of quality tracks on this one very memorable uh that's this whole thing it really establishes Municipal Waste as the band that they became known as, essentially. Uh, this tends to be a favorite among a lot of fans, and I like it a lot, too. I thought this was going to be higher um, until I did a few re-listens of some of the other records that we will get to later. But, yeah, my number five is Hazardous Mutation. Dante just wants me to fight him. Uh, that wasn't intentional, because I expected this to be a lot higher, actually. But uh, I'm so, just, just glancing over the thrashing of the Christ. They're like, you disrespectful fuck. I said the thrashing. That is a dope song. It is a dope ass song. Like, I mentioned the thrashing. It gets my thrash Woody so hard. <laughs> thrash Woody. Dude, it's it's. It is a dope song. I do like it a lot. Uh, I do like the uh, the uh, reference to fucking uh, what's the name of that band that had the the guilty of being tight song on here is a reference to. What is the name of that damn band? The old hardcore punk band that had the Guilty of Being White song. Why can I not remember them? You know the song Did you Guilty say of Being them White? earlier? No. Uh, they're one of the OG hardcore punk bands. I don't know. The start of the straight edge vegan shit. Earth well, Crisis? Not Earth yeah. Crisis. Just straight edge. Not vegan, but straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> all the punk kids in the audience that are listening are just like yelling at me right now because... Like vegan? No, you not vegan, not just vegan. straight edge. I got stuck on vegan. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like Earth Crisis was the vegan shit, but the like, I straight can understand edge hell you can be straight edge, but vegan. Fuck it. You a bunch of fat man. fucks. Just Google it, Jamie. Google it. Guilty of being white is the title of their one of their big songs. Guilty of being. I don't have any fucking misconceptions about being a punk, so fuck off. Yeah, you you. This is as close to punk as you really get. With yeah, I mean, I ain't saying I had. I mean, fuck. If it's on Tony Hawk, I'm about it. Minor Threat. That's who I'm thinking of. Nah, I would have never got Minor that. Threat. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, that's. Yeah, they, that was a parody title of Guilty Being White. I remember when I was getting this tight. tattoo, my tattoo artist was an old punk that didn't give a fuck about Municipal Waste. But, like, he started looking up, like, all the album covers and all the fucking, like, uh, song titles and shit. And he was, like, pleased. <laughs> he appreciated the aesthetic. Yeah, like, he's like, this band's great. Uh, you know, I don't think you ever listened to him. But, uh, <laughs> but he... yeah, that is my number five record. Uh, David, back to you for your number four. Nah, I'm too mad to continue. Too mad to take it. It's a good record. I do thoroughly enjoy that record. Well, what the fuck ever. Uh, Massive Aggressive. Massive Aggressive, their 2009 album for David's number four. Yeah, and. Uh... I'm not going to be as short as it was on my first one, but <laughs> honestly, when it comes down to the career and the trajectory of this band, like between 2007 and 2012, I kind of think is like where the meat of them being on top was. And just blow my list a little bit. This is the least of those. <laughs> um, 
The Wolves of Chernobyl is a really good fucking song. I do like that song a lot. On uh, wrong Answers. I haven't seen the music video in a long time, but I remember I wore that one the fuck out. It's like a game show thing where they're murdering the people that lose. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's another once. aspect we haven't talked about a whole lot with Municipal Waste yet because we're you know we're going through now. But the all the fucking uh, music videos are usually pretty top notch. They do have some quality music being videos. hilarious or uh, wonderfully uh, animated and shit. I'm quite fond of the title "Horny for Blood." <laughs> I mean, Mech Cannibal. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, for me, listening to this and listening through, like, like I said, I think that 2007 through 2012 is like their sweet spot as far as albums that all pretty... It's kind of giving up the goat with like your future picks here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but... I, I'm putting some more meat on the bone too later. You wait till I fuck you up. Uh, I caught that. <laughs> I caught that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, this is one of those bands that when you're doing the full fucking listen through, honestly, keeping track of songs when they're not the songs I wore out. Because like I said, this album is one of those ones I probably listened to the singles more than anything uh, growing up. I feel like, don't you have like a shirt or a poster of this? album cover or something like that i don't but maybe anthony has something i don't know um but yeah i wish i had more to say about it i ain't gonna fucking lie <laughs> like it, that's the like so this episode and i've been bitching about this forever it's like i don't even know as far as details because like even when you're listening through it's like oh if you like the song and you're like doing something you might have missed it like three or four songs ago so you gotta go back and fucking be like well which one was that <laughs> you know <laughs> So, like, the singles end up sticking out because they usually have the hookiest choruses and shit yeah, like that. That's why they get picked as the singles. But, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I was listening through this and, yeah, sorry. I kind of shit on the new records, like, this entire time. I've already given my list away, but. Good job. Yeah, fuck it. Try Whatever. Angling that up towards you. Massive bit. aggressive. There we go. Now you're picking up real good. Number quattro. Sorry, I'm not more enthusiastic about this so far. I'll get more enthusiastic. You have this band tattooed on you. <laughs> I, again, I you know I got it because of uh, the lifetimes mainly, and I really wore out the few albums I'm going to talk about here later. <laughs> but well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your quattro? Well, okay, his quattro was number four, mass aggressive. Just to add some spice on this thing, I just want to say overall here. Uh, out of the whole like thrash revival movement that you know, this way's really kicked off, I have to admit that they're probably on the lower end of my favorites of the thrash revival stuff. That uh, I do enjoy Municipal Waste, but I do like other bands like Warbringer, Havoc, and Lich King a good deal more. <laughs> Listen to them a lot more often. Uh, but Municipal Waste has a very important spot in the thrash revival scene. What's that look for? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> We got four more albums to discuss, and you're just throwing it out there. They're like, I really don't like this band. <laughs> I do like this band. I just like other thrash bands of the era a little more. <laughs> but most of them ripped them off. Ripped off. We'll get into that later. <laughs> My number three. Four. No, four. God damn it. I'm getting confused. Who's the host here? Right, I'm getting confused over like who's gone over what. Okay, my number four. Who's hiring Moose Pussy? You, yeah. you are with your with your fucking edible eyes, shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my number four uh, is 
One where I noticed that the uh, band was getting, had actually started getting a degree of like, ex- well, experimentation is too strong of a word <laughs> <laughs> with, with this with Venus Waste. But they did try a few different things, I guess you could say. Uh, and compared to most of their records, this one, if I remember right, there's a relative jazz odyssey as far as like the length goes. Uh why is my phone moving so slow? There we go. Okay, yeah. This yeah, this was a relative jazz odyssey as far as like the lengthwise. It's even got more song more songs in number and and total length than most of their stuff. But it almost had like a cohesive theme almost uh with this record. And that is their 2012 record, The Fatal Feast. Is my numero quattro for Municipal Waste. Uh, uh, let's just kill two birds with one stone. That's my number three. That's your number three. So we, we can discuss this. Discuss one. this together. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Fatal Feast. I do like this one a lot. I like that they I tried to do like a little bit of samples and had kind of like a like kind of like almost a cohesive theme with this. Also has one of my favorite uh, album arts of theirs. Probably uh, possibly my second favorite album art following uh, another one we'll get to. Yeah. My drummer had the fucking Fatal Feast hoodie. You know, I called that album Wasting Space for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it no, is the first it, track. It is the first track, but like anytime I referenced that album after it came out, I always said Wasting Space. I, I never could fucking just call it The Fatal Feast, even though like that's one of the best songs on the record, too. But yeah, Wasting Space. <laughs> yeah, this one has like a. has, of course, like I'd say the typical Minasoy sound, which they all have the typical Minasoy sound, but this one is very uh, strong with a lot of the hooks that it has on it. Uh, it has like one of my favorite songs of theirs, "You're Cut Off," uh, which has a wonderful music video with that one, an animated music video. I get so turned great. on when the fucking balls get stomped in by the high heels. That's nah, not really. That shit hurts. I would imagine that's most like, of that. The most of that music video hurts when you really. That's a kink I can't get down with. <laughs> ball bashing. Yeah, ball bashing's not really up my alley. Wait till I do it to you. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward pauses aside. Uh, we made eye contact and Dante chubbed up. My bad, y'all. Just a little bit. This is going to turn into another, turn into an R-rated podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll bash it with a, one of them steak tenderizer stick things. Get some real ASMR going on with this mm. one. But, yeah, this has like a lot of strong tracks on a covered sick. Of course, we already talked about your cut off. Uh, Standards and practices is one on there. Jesus Freaks. There's a lot of like memorable tracks Repossession. Repossession is another strong one. Really, this is one where like... Uh, I, a lot of the tracks are memorable. I actually remember what the songs sound like off of the song titles, and I can actually match song titles to riffs that I can remember uh, from their history. But yeah, they had a sort of like a whole, was it like space zombies coming to eat people? Was that kind of like monster a monster with 21 faces? Yeah, that was one that real stood, stood out on this one as well. And this one's 39 minutes and 17 songs long. I'm pretty which, sure it's the longest one, ain't it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think this is the longest album of theirs, which is... Uh, yeah, thirty nine minutes, average length for your for most bands. Uh, kind of short, depending on some bands. But this is a uh, for Municipal Waste. This is a freaking marathon of a track. This is a double album for Municipal Waste, and which is, says a lot about the record because everything that we've said so far, talking about how it's kind of a slog to listen to them back to back to back to back. That the longest one does happen to be both firmly in our top five. Yes, like the longest one. Like it shows they had enough diversity and quality uh, songwriting with this one that they're. Really, it's for it being their longest they, track. It doesn't wear out its welcome. And they kind of nail some more mid pace stuff on this one. A little, I mean, as mid pace as they get. Yeah, like they have like some huggy stuff. Uh, funny thing, I think like 
your cutoff might be the fastest one still, and it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's it just hooky. Like basically anything with the big old chanty sing along. I remember when I saw them play this live, it the, the whole place exploded more than it already was. Everybody should have been cut off. <laughs> yeah, like freaking like I, I was getting drunk <laughs> during all the circle pits and running around. Uh but yeah, this was like quality one and this was my number four and David's number this three. This was this was the tour in which the drummer puked in the trash can. So nice. And they they were uh doing a co headline tour with Napalm Death. Oh, that's a good oh, man. So many short songs. It was pretty great. Songs. I probably saw more songs in two sets. I wish I counted how many songs they played in a set because, like, it, I feel like they played at least thirty when I saw. Yeah, them. well, I, I told you about. Well, I, I didn't say it on here, but gotta remember those things too. Where where have we talked about this before? So we don't start <laughs> repeating ourselves stories. on the podcast. Yeah, but uh, fucking Napalm Death did like twelve songs in three minutes or some shit. Yeah, like they, yeah, like the, that was, on and I don't remember exactly how many it was, but it was just fucking hilarious because they literally just piled them all in like one spot in the fucking set, big old medley, and everybody just went bad shit after each one. It was just like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll play another short one. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it was it was pretty fucking sweet. That's my favorite thing about bands that do this style again, and it fucking translates so much better live. So when you're listening on record. And you're really wanting to listen to something. And I don't know. This is my old ass now. I like going on a little bit of a journey. And again, I can listen to a full municipal waste record at any given time and have no fucking problem. Listen to all seven of them in a two week span. T- tends to be a little bit of much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little overkill. Yeah. <laughs> overkill. Like a bunch of pussies. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what to add on more than you did, uh, other than I, I have like the live era of that band in my head too and um like i said the the vomit stories good old vomit stories uh, fitting for municipal ways and this one because i was talking about the uh the trilogy of those the albums or whatever being like the kind of the sweet spot of them getting to their peak and gliding on top there it's basically like part of that whole like wave of the like strong album run they had going well, and then, like, all the bands that were still doing the Thrash Revival thing, I think it's pretty much where the true trajectory of it was, like, 2007, 2012. Like, it was good, because, yeah, I think, like, it, it, other bands, like Lich Kings, they're, like, become the bomb well, of and then there was, like, bands like Lazarus AD only put out two records. There yep. was bands like Evil that, like... It was the height of the revival. Yeah, because, like, if you look at that time and how many albums were coming out by a lot of those bands... um. Like I said, the era it, it's like I said the kind of their peak era. So you're 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 on the downslope of it, uh, as far as because I mean the next album is a five year gap. So you know, two thousand seven, two thousand nine, two thousand twelve. So essentially, in that you know span, they put out three records. Sorry, I was probably not talking well on the mic because I was over not here really, no. trying to fucking uh, study here. But yeah, putting out the five or three records in five years, and then taking five. Well, shit, they took five years twice now. That was when Iron Reagan started becoming. So yeah, so I mean, when you're side projects start taking over. When you're talking about, uh, like I said, municipal waste. Um, I think the 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 gap and the break there probably didn't do them any favors as far as just that entity by itself. Uh, because like I said, I think it's kind of where my uh, overall interest kind of waned too 
as far as keeping track of everything they did. Uh, but yeah, instead of just keep on <laughs> trashing how long this took. What's your number three? All right, well, dude, said Fatal Feast was my number four and David's number three, so I guess we're going to my number three mm-hmm. now. And my number three uh, is an album that, uh, well, this one, this was a very, like, strong work, and I feel like it started, uh, the it was, like, the beginning of the uptick, not really, okay, not the beginning, but it was, like, the continuation of Minnesota Waste's focus on actually caring about hooks and their songs. And also, this album was produced by one of my favorite metal producers, uh, Zeus Harris, uh, who's done, like, quality albums from likes of hate breed and of the Casey strain among many others and shadows falls early records as well, getting them off the ground. Uh, and he had a big part in making this album sound massive and actually making Tony Foresta, uh, hearable, understandable as far as his like vocal deliveries and such. And that is the record, uh, their 2009 record massive aggressive, which has already been mentioned. Uh, I feel like this one is possibly, as far as tempo-wise, the slowest Municipal Waste record. As in, it's like, it's so fast because it's still thrash. But this is where they actually slow their tempos down, actually try to put in some hooky guitar riffs, as well as vocal hooks. And it has a lot of quality songs on this one, like friggin' Mech Cannibal is a favorite on here. Wolves of Chernobyl, which was mentioned before when David mentioned. Uh, Horny for Blood like is a big one, wrong answer, and many many tracks on this one stand out like really especially the first half of this album was just banger after banger like front to back and really put a big focus on songwriting and this album actually i just listened to for the first time all the way through during this period of like listening to the records for this podcast uh for some reason one i just never got around to really listening to and the first time i listened to it i thought this was going to be my dud record because it didn't click with me on the first listen for some reason and then I thought today as actually today, I went back and listened to it again. And I thought, let me make sure this is actually gonna be my dead record. And then it winds up being my number three here. <laughs> yeah, this one was was one when I was originally uh placing them. I, I didn't have in my top five at first. Cause I was just thinking that one of the two new records was gonna sh- yeah here we go spoil my list like I, i've spoiled my list so goddamn hard we're, we're not we're not even <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the two new records just did not like i don't know i got i was thinking one of them was gonna fucking be good enough to be in the top five because they're good again they're the newest you think they'd be polishing their sound more yeah and it just it didn't happen for me so but yeah th- this was one that wasn't on my top five for most of the uh duration either <laughs> i mean i just that's, that's why I got that was my interjection yes uh yeah but yeah massive aggressive. who's high dante <laughs> yes you're, you're high and i'm unprepared uh, <laughs> but yeah giving you that contact rub <laughs> the contact rub freaking it's all they make it out we'd be doing getting mm, this contact yep buzz but yeah, my number three is uh, Massive Aggressive, their 2009 album. And that moves it on to David for what is your number dos? So this is where I highly consider being a super dick. Super dick. And pulling awesome. like a complete audible on the show. But I'm just going to announce that this is where I was going to do it. Just because I thought there was going to be any more meat on this bone, I was going to say the entire Iron Reagan discography. <laughs> Because that is something I've discovered 
in these listens through that I think all in all, I think Iron Reagan's actually preferred. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to a complete a- Iron Reagan. Iron Reagan is not going to. Uh, uh, they're not eligible under our criteria to they be talked like, about. What, three albums, yeah. So I, uh, I kind of figured I might just put some meat on the bone here and just talk a little bit about Reagan, even though you know, obviously, it's come up. Well, those are the where Iron Reagan is a side band of members of Minnesota Boys. Still has Tony Frost on vocals, and is it Landfill who's the guitarist? I couldn't fucking tell you off the top. I'm pretty of my sure head. it's the bassist in Miss Voice is the guitarist. Uh, Very the, possible. The rhythm yeah. guitarist in Iron Reagan. I'll just check that one. Say, come on, come on, Jamie. No, but uh, yeah, man. I I just think tonality, especially like with the guitars, and um, something about like it's still sophomoric in its content. Like it's still like gore and. Uh, I mean, like, what? Fuck the neighbors isn't a municipal way song. Essentially, just you yeah, know, a lot of the, a, a lot, lot of the songs. Basically, my biggest thing with Iron Reagan, as far as like distinguishing the two, is that like Iron Reagan is slightly heavier. I would say, yeah, and I well, yeah, because like I said, the tone the tones are thicker. Yeah, it's definitely thicker tones. Like they they sound like a threat. Like if I was gonna start a thrash band, and I was like, all right, who am I gonna like the template of like who I want to sound like? I mean, Reagan's tones are fucking dope, and uh, all three of their fucking records are really fucking strong. Uh, I don't think it's any coincidence what I was talking about with the Municipal Waste uh, uh, discography kind of having its peak period before it switched over to Iron Reagan pretty much the... for pretty much that five-year period, because when Municipal Waste came back, it was kind of... I don't know. Like I feel like it fell flat. Felt like it was underwhelming when they. It returned. was just like yeah, like I just I didn't I didn't really fucking care. Which again, it's not that I don't care. It's just when you have like musicians in all these bands or whatever, and especially when the singer is pretty much doing the same thing. But like the uh, and because you've talked about how much you like the Heaven's Gate record. Yeah, the Heaven's Gate record was pretty solid. <laughs> and that's like kind of what I was figuring. We probably hit a couple of these side projects <laughs> while we were talking about this. Yes, there's many municipal side projects. Uh, but yeah, so like, and I think just the general passage of time has made me less like diehard municipal ways. Like, I don't think I would have came to the conclusion that I liked Iron Reagan more, but I listened to all those records. <laughs> In the middle of listening to all these municipal waste records, and it almost felt refreshing, even though it's as similar as it is. It's, but it's just, it's that, I guess it's the same flavor, but it's very m- much a very similar flavor. More, more catered to where I'm at now. I guess I can't even explain it, but those three records I would put firmly ahead of everything up until number two. Uh, but my actual number two. <laughs> I started to listen, like, do full listens of the Iron Reagan discography. Uh, it is, in fact, uh, Landfill as Man, the rhythm okay. guitarist. And he's also the producer of the records as well. Because he's also in Cannabis Corpse, right? Yeah, he's the main guy. Guitarist and vocalist. Okay, okay. so when, His- I, when I saw Iron Reagan and Cannibal's, Cannibal, ca- Cannabis Corpse together at Full Terror Assault, I remember Landfill being in Cannabis, but I couldn't have told you that. Like, it just... Oh, yeah. 
Landfill, like his influence is uh, a very death metal leaning, like in general. That's which, the day I was tripping a lot of balls. Of course. Which probably leans to the fact of why Iron Reagan tends to be a bit heavier than Minnesota Oasis because it's uh, leaning towards the more extreme influences that uh, Phil Hall has. As well as the production, him producing it as well gives it a little thicker, heavier tone. Yeah. Uh, when and I think that's kind of what sealed it for me is when Municipal Waste comes back and does these two last two records they've done. They're just, I don't know. Like, I just, oh, I, I'm i ready for Iron Reagan <laughs> again. Well, fun fact, uh, speaking of production, uh, from the Fatal Feast onward, all the Municipal Waste records are self-produced. So it's all produced in-house. And Fatal Feast, a favorite record among both of us. And sonically, there's uh, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, sonically, I mean, like, the tones and like production of it actually is quality. Like, it's all just throughout it. preference for me now would be what Iron Reagan's producing versus what municipal waste is producing yeah, like i'm not totally sure like how much influence the producers had on the earlier records because the last record they had a producer on was the massive aggressive album uh with zeus uh but then after that it was fatal feast uh slime and punishment and electrified brain they're all self-produced by the band they have their own studio in richmond that they work out of uh which is why they the production is kind of increased with eps and such which speaking of eps it's a little side tangent here like that they have a lot of them. Minus Voice does. And, and it kind of deserves a bit of a mention. Like, they're not albums in their own right, but their most popular song on Spotify right now is from one of their EPs, Wave of Death, uh, which I do enjoy that EP a lot. And I understand why it's one of the uh, most popular tracks of them because it's not even a vocal track, really. It's all, it's kind of like a sing along hook with yeah. like riffs. <laughs> it's it's kind of interesting to say the least. Uh, but yeah, they have like combo EPs they've done with other people. I think they did an EP with Gatekeeper before and uh EP like So that waste of Reagan. That's a you know, I think that is Reagan. Yeah. Fuck. I keep See, but there you go. That's that's why I wanted to go down the the warm hall at least a little bit. Because I was just gonna make a top five that didn't have five municipal waste records. <laughs> but I, I, I opted to keep the show on on its track. So a little like, bit so, on track. My number two, though, was Hazardous Mutation. Hazardous Mutation. Uh, Could have easily been number one. Um, but that would have been my more hipster answer compared to the number one that I think we both share. I feel uh, it's pretty Yeah, <laughs> so... Um, and you said... I mean, I bitched at you earlier for a lot of the reasons. I think Thrashing of the Christ is like just the you most... like that song a whole it's, lot. It's just the most hype-ass shit, but Unleash the Bastards fucking course i'm going blank while i'm so sitting here trying to think about everything that's on it because again there's a lot of municipal way songs so you know like the last rager ep that's what wave of death is on that was 2019 i didn't realize it was that recent um mind eraser is such a good song too um the terror shark Terror Shark is just because of the dumb title and topic. I, I do enjoy that one. But a lot. The, I've probably listened to this one the most. Because, uh, like I said, the. Uh, I knew this one was going to be high for you because you've mentioned this record a lot. Yeah, and like I said, could have arguably been number one, but I, I think the uh, obvious number one now uh, was way too good to pass up on. So I'm just going to go ahead and get to your number two so we can talk about the one. The one. <laughs> yeah. Well, like my number two is uh, one that got to be number two due to re-listens honestly because uh, like i remember like i've listened to this album when it first came out and i wasn't too fond of it 
when I listened to it back then, but after Dupes. browsing through the entire discography and listening to like everything, this one wound up standing out. Uh, with like a strict to songwriting, very hooky tracks, uh, a lot of stuff that was very memorable, and I don't know why it didn't stick with me on the first go round when I listened to it back when it came out, but on this go round of listening, uh, it stood out a lot more, and that is their 2017 record, Slime and Punishment, uh, is my number two for the band. Uh, this album, when I went back and listened to it recently in like the past week or so, uh, it actually had like banger after banger, like. Shred next pretty strong shred next is a standout <laughs> song uh one of my favorites on here uh enjoy the night uh breathe grease it actually was way better than i remembered it. i thought i didn't I, for some reason that song i thought was like lackluster when i first heard it but now it's like oh this actually has some sweet riffs on it this one obviously is not on my top five yeah. i've only referenced this entire episode but i will say that that was something i did take away as i did enjoy it a lot more listening to it than I remember when it came out. Yeah. Um I know I haven't said a lot of positive about a band I really like. <laughs> That's tattooed on you. But list. yeah, no, like th- this album was definitely better. I'm like I'm not mad that you have it that high. Cause there was a couple of riffs and a couple songs. Like I said, Shrednex was one of the ones I've like I, I made sure from to the, figure out what that one was. I was like, oh shit. From the title to the riffs to everything about it. Just Shrednex just it's endearing. It's an endearing song. Uh and Poison the Preacher is another big one. That like Pearl Violators, I like the little cop drama sample to have in that little thing. <laughs> Excessive celebrations, like I think, a literally like a song about sports teams winning and everybody tearing up the city. Because <laughs> I remember listening to it, I was like, "Fuck, they're like describing State Street, man." <laughs> Pretty much, it's for the UK Wildcats when they yeah. win the championship. Hey, like we won the championship, let's destroy everything yeah. out of victory. Yeah. I'm so happy. Let me turn your car over and set it on fire. Because fuck you, I'm happy. Total sense, but yeah, this Slime Punishment also Death Proof, which referencing the movie, I'm assuming, because uh, it has like car samples and shit in it, which is pretty cool. I uh, do the end. Think Fast, also a quality quality closer. Uh, 14 songs, 28 minutes, lots of bangers. Doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, this has probably the biggest number of memorable songs for me personally, outside of the number our mutual number one, which we will get to. Uh, and yeah, like I remember, it didn't stick with me when I when it first came out in 2017 uh, when I reviewed it. Uh, I think I back then I gave it like a three out of five. Uh, back then, just like a middle of the road kind of like rating, but now I would rate it. Okay, honestly, I'd rate it three point five. <laughs> it's slightly yeah. Okay, I, I can't rate it that high. It is it is on the ranking of municipal waste records. It is a good album. Uh, it, obviously, it, my number two. Yeah, but I do like it a lot. Uh, and it's basically it has some of the strongest hooks they've had, and uh, some of the most memorable riffs they've had throughout their career. If you put like their entire discography like on a line chart, the line would be pretty goddamn even. Like there yeah. wouldn't be no huge jumps. Like we use like percentage points. Like what? How much do you enjoy this particular record? Probably be like on a scale to a hundred, be like seventy five percent on all of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. Like, I like this one 77. I like this one 73. <laughs> yeah, like it's not a whole lot of ups and downs with the I mean, it's a waste discography, but Simon which is Punishment, a strength, which is a strength. It is strength. They are consistent. That is something you can definitely give the band because they're like, there's no like obvious this record if sucks. You can't thing, get so. enough municipal waste. Municipal waste is going to keep delivering municipal waste exactly how municipal waste delivers it. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Simon Punishment. So, 
It makes our mutual number one pretty obvious. And that would be Electrified Brain. Yes, Electrified Brain is our number one. No, that's not Electrified Brain. No. Uh, it's a good. It's still a solid record. Still, like Electrified Brain is a good record. Yeah, I was actually surprised I didn't like. As I was saying with the two new ones, I, I was surprised I didn't get one of them up there just because they're both good records. Yeah, funny enough, like with Electrified Brain, I remember like it's, Electrified Brain is the newest, which came out last year in 2022. Uh, and I remember when I first listened to it, I remember at the time liking it more than Slime and Punishment because I thought that this was more refreshing and enjoyable than Slime and Punishment was because it had like some enjoyable See, stuff yeah, on if it. I had to put the, the my last place would probably have been Electrified Brain and I thought it was I think that is my uh, I, I thought it was going to be Slime <laughs> so we just hate everybody's new album we're, we're that podcast already <laughs> fuck the new shit we're two, two, two episodes only. in onto this fucking series and we, we shit on the last record by both bands we'll, we'll yeah. find one Cause, like, I thought, cause, we'll find like, one we like I liked Electrified Brain at the time let's do it I just still enjoy it but like after listening to everything else they've done we're like huh i, I don't really like it as much as yeah stuff. but yeah number one the art of partying, the art of partying <laughs> is both of our number ones <laughs> by a very wide margin for me personally if i have to yeah, say uh wide and well i know i said that hazards of mutation was considered it was just after listening to this one and realizing like the time frame and real just all things considered, this is why people like Municipal Waste. Essentially. It's, to a T. The Art of Party, even the album title, is the it, album it encapsulates art. them in a the nutshell. The album art with the neon green is just like them to a T. The band, not that much like, there's, it's pretty rare. I think this is going to be like a rare album in this series that we're doing where the number one is so obviously the number one for like most people, I would say. Uh, where it just stands out like as much as I did enjoy Slime and Punishment on these re-listens, Art of Parting is just a whole step above it in like enjoyment and I think quality as well. This also was produced by Zeus, uh, Zeus Harris as well and definitely gets that uh, the tones like for some of the best they've had especially up to this point. Yeah, I think it's their best sounding record personally. Like got Tony Forrest's vocals like sounding clear and delivered well especially for this being such important album for hooks it seemed like i don't know what got into minutes waste at this time in 2007 but they just like were on a creative tear with this record um, yeah because there's i mean this also has like 17 songs which is the most songs they've had on record besides the fatal feast and i mean just a little bit shorter 35 minutes yeah the art of party and headbanger face rip sadistic magician the inebriator beer pressure chemically altered sadistic musician uh, yeah, I said that terribly. Sadistic magician. Sadistic magician. Fucking born, born to, to party. party. Which I mean is obviously the only song we've referenced. This like three He's episodes. Fuck you yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, live, it's funny. Like I feel like I'm always waiting for that song, just because I remember like everybody and when I saw him was just shouting. Oh, that everybody thing. loses their absolute shit. But like it is a weird thing. Like when you're not really looking forward to the song. You're not looking forward to the end of the set, but you do want to just run in a circle. Yeah, municipal waste is gonna fuck, fuck you up. up. I think at that Napalm Death show they had like a big old like confetti <laughs> that went over everybody. It was like <laughs> that definitely adds a lot to it. 
I feel like from what I've heard about Municipal Oasis live shows, it sounds a lot like a, a band that we have here at Kentucky, Belushi Speedball, as far as their live shows. Well, Belushi Speedball is another band that rips them off. They have, as a, song, they have, they have a, a song, song talking about ripping off, like ripping off Municipal Oasis, yeah. their biggest song right now. Yeah. And, and I they mean, got to play with them at FTA and got to meet them. So that was kind of like a fun Yeah. Thing. And well, and I think a band like Municipal Oasis is going to appreciate that because, again, of how many didn't. <laughs> I do remember, though, hearing an interview with Tony Foresta where someone was asking them about the Belushi Speedball song. He says, yeah, you're like the sixth person to ask me about this freaking song. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's all he fucking gets to hear about. Oh, uh, yeah, which is good for Belushi Speedball. It's free advertising to the best. No, saying, good for more power to him. And good for Municipal Waste. Representing Kentucky <laughs> Thrash. With it. Right. But yeah. but yeah, uh but yeah, no, there's nothing this album's just so fucking strong. Um uh, and I said I'll probably listen to Hedges Mutation more, and it's probably honestly close to fucking tide. But like I said, like knowing about the band at the time too, like I said, it's another I didn't really talk about my childhood connection much, but I've I think I got the tattoo when I was eighteen, so what are your early freshmen? You know, say 2007 would have been me being 15. So, and then I saw him a f- few times live before I went and did that. So, uh, I mean, this is the era that locks you in. Uh, like I said, I kept on talking about the songwriting peak of them. They kind of steamed off of this, but you know, the next two outputs were really strong. They're both in our top five. So, yeah, the art of parting is just like the, me- it's the, the gateway. Me- to the the meat of the municipal waste career was the best part of the sandwich for sure. Yeah, the art of parting is just like it's a song record, like such like the art of parting. I that's always in my Spotify top one hundred most listened songs every year. Uh, I never get tired of listening to it because it just infectious. Like it's 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 also like a well crafted layered course that they did with this one, where it builds where they have the trade off vocals between. Uh, between like Tony Foresta and I'm assuming the guitarist whose name uh, is Gage. Ryan Waste. Ryan Waste, yes. Uh, where they do the trade off vocals, which is like really cool. It's like it's just saying the same lines over again, but just with a different voice saying it. But it's such a small detail that works so well for having such a good hook. Uh, this is just another record under producer Zeus uh, Harris's cap of being like the best. Uh, he's responsible for a lot of bands' best records for like. A lot of because like with the Casey Strain too, their record Wormwood never says best Zeus. Nah. Fucking Art of Parting, Zeus. Freaking a whole lot of other bands like whatever their best record is, Zeus did it. Dialing, dialing, dialing. If we ever get big enough, like I'd love to have Zeus produce one of our records. Yeah, but a lot slower than Municipal Ace, but yes. Laurel, <laughs> it's like hey, they do uh, fucking Dead for an top. No, that they, they do their own shit. Never mind. But <laughs> that's that's uh, another favorite producer of mine. Um, Who's escape the guitarist for Fit for an Autopsy is the producer who's produced Body Count and many other bands. Uh, getting off topic, The Art of Parting, above our number ones, one of the greatest thrash records of the revival period. Really, probably. I mean, if you if one. you want to talk about the, I mean, if you're going to talk about like all time, even you're talking about probably a top ten to fifteen thrash metal record all time. Yeah, this is definitely like this is responsible for getting basically our generation in the thrash for a lot of people honestly yeah because like i said this was their breakthrough they were the band leading the resurgence and of course every big four thrash band had a fucking knockoff after that too this is even close to the time period where trivium wanted to be metallica (laughs) the crusade i think was 2007 too wasn't it 
Uh, I think it might have came early, a year earlier in 2006. Uh, I will double check that. But even sure. even then, there was other bands that were uh, scratching their thrash itch. And uh, come on, Jamie. I th- my phone's moving a little bit slow. I know. Goddamn. But uh, yeah, trivia. Like this is basically a good time for like the comeback of thrash. Uh, yeah, it was the year before the Crusade came out, 2006. So, but even then, like. You had bands that weren't thrash bands that were doing the thrashiest shit at the time. Um, and like I said, hell, even my original band, Theories of the Apocalypse, was a thrash, oh, uh, thrash band, at the- a thrash entity that was trying to do something. We we, we were terrible musicians. Yeah, I'm still a terrible musician, yeah. but that's beside the point. <laughs> You're pretty all right. I'm loud. You're definitely loud. That's undeniable. <laughs> I love how like anytime someone does one of those like. Social media music band lists, like a lot of people we know. I'm glad say, people, yeah, people we're are the trying band. to spread the word that we're the loudest band. We're not even the loudest band of our friends, so fuck off. Yeah, like Storm, like a lot of show you've been to, Storm Toker, like, yeah. I'm glad you believe it, but like, there's definitely bands that definitely fucking, yeah. Uh, fucking. How and Giant makes us look like nothing. How and Giant's pretty, pretty loud. They, they can be loud depending on the place. Uh, Telekinetic Yeti is the loudest show I've been to. And that's two guys just with a wall of amps. I mean, Crop's pretty goddamn loud. Crop is pretty loud, too. Uh, Conan is also one of the loudest ones I've seen. Weed Eater was pretty goddamn loud. Weed Eater. I just saw, like, that saw an anniversary Facebook memory thing from, like, 2019. Was yeah, my, was my potato phone definitely got terrible quality. Oh, actually, I didn't go to the, that one. You didn't go to that one? I went to the uh, Cosmic Charlie's on Winchester Road. Huh. Uh, 2.0. Yeah, okay. I know that... I think we were both at that one, but I thought you were at the Burl one. Uh, oh. not not that time. Oh, okay. Or maybe someone else I was there with. I don't know. Uh, another but, stinky stoner man, probably. That's this that's half a Lexington. Yeah. <laughs> half the Lexington music scene at least. Uh but yeah. My the, favorite kind of people. Bringing like both of our number ones. Pretty not very surprising for our number ones here of the art of party. No, we stories. pretty much knew this from the time we drew it we out. Both knew. We hat. didn't say it to each other, but we both knew. We both knew what it was. Uh so yeah. With that said, I guess we could go over what our predictions were and how accurate those were. Speaking of talking about how organized we are, we're gonna use the same names we had before. We're gonna come up with new well, ones. Well, I can pause the podcast real quick so we can write that out and get that done. Well, I gotta get it out there that we're not organized. Yes, we are very organized. Not organized. <laughs> that, that's a lie. Uh, yeah, we didn't plan this well at all today, but we didn't feel like we had to because we just always we figured it was gonna be an easy uh, episode. To and it was. Figure. It was. But. Um, we have our predictions. Uh, I was lazy. My prediction was my list. Your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> you just said what your list was was well, like. Well, I just mind. I didn't. I mean, the only surprise for me really on yours was that Slime and Punishment made it that high and that hazardous mutation. Was that was that a low. surprise for me as well. Honestly, so I mean, beyond that, and I mean, waste them all was just a scapegoat pick at number five for me so well for me or my predictions honestly i now that i'm thinking about it one of the two new records probably should have been my number five oh <laughs> uh, like to be honest actually for my predictions i got every one of yours right except for your number five because <laughs> like, i actually i'm surprised at how accurate i got it because i thought your number five would have been electrified brain 
And probably, like I said, probably should have been one of the two records because let's, was be, actually let's small, be honest. Right? But I think I think the municipal waste fatigue just factored too much. Probably. But I did get every other one exactly right in the right spot too. Four was mass aggressive. Three was fatal feast. Two has invitation. One art of parting. So fuck yeah! I know you. This wasn't a hard one. <laughs> like I can't really brag I'll about say, it. You're you're better on this one. As I say, I think I won the mastodon one. Yeah, yeah. I think you were closer on the mastodon one. Uh, yeah. So one and one. So one and one. I, I don't know if we're gonna. I'm gonna chew your ear off if you can get too big of a lead. I'm a sore loser. Uh, joy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So we already pretty much talked about omissions, didn't we? Yeah, we t- we already talked about whatever because we both talked about electrified brain and really we talked about every record. And you didn't say. Thing. I mean, you don't need to say anything about waste them all not being on yours. No, really. Waste them all was gonna be my number five at first when I did my first run through the list because I do like that it's just short, obnoxious, and fast. I do enjoy I, I enjoy the aesthetic of that record, but it's not one I'm probably going to go back and listen to much. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that is both our list of missile waste, so, which leaves what we're going to pick for our well, next overall grade. Oh yeah, overall grade. That's something that's true. <laughs> next time I'm going to write down an outline again, like I did for Mastodon. See, so it's, it's like it's like when we play live and nobody else remembers the set list but me. <laughs> I just let you handle the set list because I don't really care. Like outside of opening closing songs for our live set list. So as I say, Mastodon was an A minus for both of us. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, for both of us, A minus. I have a feeling this one's going to be similar for both of us too. But I'll let you go first. Let's see, what would I put the Minus Voice discography at? I <sighs> can't put them too low. It's not going to be super low because they're consistently great. Yeah, I'd say, but you that... can't put it too high because it's consistently the same shit. Yeah. I say, I see feels too low because that's just passable. I, I'd say, uh, you're getting there. <laughs> I'd say like it's going with either like a C plus or B minus, like for me on this uh, discography because they're all their records are enjoyable, but there's also va- not a lot of variety in a vacuum. They're all great. Yes, if you listen to each one individually, and that's the only municipal waste record you know. It's all good. It's all it's all like good record. Like if I didn't know who they were and I just listened to any record at random, hey, dope album. Yeah, see I think I have to put my enjoyment a little higher, so but not much. It's I'm gonna put them at a B. Uh again, we talked about this there might be a curve coming. It Possibly, just, cause we'll we'll find the right bands where it's like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't have this so high or this so low or yeah, whatever. Because I like Municipal Waste more than just an average rating of C. Yeah, and being a big old thrash hit, it's like there's n- you could put any of those records on while we're hanging out and I'm perfectly happy with you. If we have to listen to three or four of them in a row, I'm going to throw my phone at you now. <laughs> like That's a little bit much. Um, but no, so like every everything about their discography is great. It's a lot more negative than the Mastodon uh, review was. But like that's just a thing. Like that was a kind of a journey to go on to get to our top five. This one felt like work. Yeah, this was a little bit like because I had a lot of fun listening to Mastodon's whole discography uh, repeatedly. Of course, they're my favorite band. Which is this the beauty of the show? Because there are going to be passion episodes, and there's going to be yeah. I'm waiting for the when we get to a point where we're like at a band that one of us absolutely hates and the other one likes. Because that's going to be fun. Yeah. We've already talked about one that's going to be a special occasion uh, anniversary type of band when we get to it. Uh, don't know how far down the line it's going to be. 
But uh, it's also a little detail that we'll give now. Uh, basically, every five of these type of album ranking episodes, we'll be doing a bigger uh, legendary band with a more expansive discography. And that might change just depending on how frequent we stay. Just We want to stay frequent. So if we do it as frequently as possible, I feel like every five would be good for us just to choose a solid set band. Yeah. It might expand out to 10. and We'll see. Uh, audience participation changes all that. The, the more y'all participate, Yes. The, a question like on Spotify, in case y'all didn't know, uh, on Spotify, with this being an anchor podcast, uh, there are questions that are left on the podcast episode, and I will leave the question open on what band should we cover next? And that's something that whoever, however many comments we get on it, like that could be it. Actually, I had a buddy that contributed a few ideas that I'm just going to throw on the head additionally. Just because I looked through them and I was like, okay, these are all pretty good. Suggestions. They're, okay. sol- they're solid ones. I mean, probably even more so than this one. Like this, this one after is... after I put it in the hat and it was the one that got picked. I was like, god damn it! But like, now I'm we got to listen to the I'm whole. I'm still story. not mad because I got so much personal love. I mean, I still love absolutely fucking everything. This is definitely a big one. That I knew but, we were going to cover eventually. Uh, but Iron Reagan, like I said, I'll go. I'll leave off on that. Iron <laughs> Reagan, I think I enjoy a, a, a little more now. So it's. Glad we got that in there. <laughs> yeah, so we got to do a little Iron Reagan mention in that. So we're going to have a quick pause, and we're going to like configure this uh, next hat sorting pick for the next episode of the album ranking. So you're not going to notice a pause real quick, but we're going to try to figure this out. And we are back. And we have made our little picks, potential picks for the next album ranking episode. We have it in the two of them are fan choice. Again, participate. Yes, two of them are fan choice from an outside fan of ours. Uh, of the podcast. He's not we really a fans. fan. He's just my best friend. Yeah. Okay, friend. He's like, you should do this on your podcast, bro. I ain't listened yet, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's top dicky. Call <laughs> Andrew is. Uh, but yeah, we've made, we've each picked four choices, which include uh, choices from the fan <laughs> and then we also have some that were left over from last week so yes, we've we've added a substantial amount of bands in the hat so there's a lot of variety we don't even know what's going to get picked here uh out of like what we got so far and uh david's sorting in the hat and we will have it looks like i'm fondling my balls i wish this was on video yeah it does look especially like now that dante's making eye contact with me and breathing awfully heavy <sighs> okay Okay, that's enough of that ASMR. So what are we going to have for our next album ranking episode, Mr. Langley? I can't read. What we got? I got to do a lot of work. Ooh. What, what is it? The Dillinger Escape Plan. The Dillinger Escape Plan. I can't tell you a single song. What? You don't, How do you not know a single Dillinger Escape Plan song? I think there's one. Motherfucker. <laughs> don't know what that's hey, it's the beauty of the show. Like the whole freaking noise court bath rock thing. The, 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 that's they're one of the big ones. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Well, it's just gonna be a very surprising episode for the next one, as far as like what we have the picks going. Uh, but our next one, no, I mean, I actually tell you, band them down to check out. I've definitely heard them. I just I can't tell you anything about them. Yeah, right. Like other than they were crazy live and. A lot of people swear by them, but yes. never was an avenue I went down, so I'm stoked. Fuck so, it. Uh, we're going to be covering the Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, Math Core, Metal Core, uh, Wizards of Craziness. 
who are now retired, so we don't have to worry about any new albums popping up for them anytime soon. Uh, but yeah. We the, feeling Froggy want to do two? What? Do two? What? Like next two episodes? Fuck it. Okay. We only, <laughs> we only have fucking like tw- 10 suggestions in here. True. All right. So we got Dillinger's Escape Plan for the next episode, which I suppose will be episode number What's the next probably one? 13. This is episode 12. Or 14. So it'll be episode so it'll 14. Be 14. If we keep up. If we keep going back and forth between news episode, album rank, news episode, album rank. That could change. No promises. But for, I guess this will be episode number 15, I guess. God damn it. Okay. What's number 15? The case you straight. <laughs> Both my choices. Yes. All right. <laughs> So I, got, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, David has like there might be a postponement on the next one possibly because David has a lot of research to do with these next two bands. Ah. But we got the Dillinger Escape Plan. I just eat three edibles and come in and be like, man, Math Rock's cool. <laughs> uh, it's pretty it's, angry. Hardcore man was angry. If you were talk, if you were worried about like municipal waste being, well, the thing is uh, the the Dillinger Escape Plan records are diverse but intense. It's not something you, you typically listen to on repeat very very much outside of a few songs here and there. Hey, I may have just found my two new favorite bands. Possibly, like hey, if we could get you into the Casey Strain, I'm gonna be real happy. Tune in next time to find out. Yes. <laughs> but yes, that that is the end of the Municipal Waste album ranking episode. Still too damn long. Album number. This is a lot shorter than the Mastodon one. Uh, Where we had hour twenty five, hour twenty one. Damn, that was, the, a, that was a good guess. With the song added to it, it's going to be about an hour twenty five or so. So yeah, this is a pretty brief. Uh, this is probably the shortest podcast episode yet, actually overall. Uh, but for Municipal Waste, that's more than enough. Honestly, we did it too long. If we're talking about how long their albums usually are, so. pretty much. But yeah, that is the end of the Minutes of Waste episode, and stay tuned for the next uh, news and new releases episode, which will include a review of, well, if all things going well, will include a review of the new In Flames record, Forgone, as well. And then now that we've announced episode three and four, we'll eventually announce who we are going to cover on our special fifth episode of the album re- yeah, <laughs> ranking Yeah, we should review. think about that. I think we should probably like... I already had a suggestion, but... I think was it Oh well, I was gonna wait to drop that later. Well, I can bleep it if it's that big of a thing. Completely bleep it, yeah. Because I was teasing that we were gonna announce our fifth one. Okay, well, we will get there eventually, and I will bleep that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will bleep that out when I go back. I was, over say, I was gonna tease something. We told him episode Let's three see, and four, hour twenty-two. Make a memory of that timestamp. This is the end of the episode. It'll be easy to find. But yeah, that is the end of the Minutes to Waste episode. Stay tuned for the next episode covering the most recent news and reviews and heavy music, as well as the review of the new record from Inflames titled Foregone. But until next time, folks, peace, love, music, and we shall see you all next time. Lucy's.